Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. As Mary and Joseph were in the temple, fulfilling the law's requirements regarding the birth of Jesus, Anna, a prophetess, was a witness of Simeon's testimony and the fact that the Messiah had come. Her story is unique and compelling. It sheds light on how God uses women and honors them. Today on Drawing Near, we delve into some of the details about Anna and fill in some gaps in Luke's Gospel. So open your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 2 as we study Anna and the Savior. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father in heaven, again we come before you, humbly acknowledging your lordship over all. And we ask, Father, that you would work in our hearts and our minds, teaching us, enlightening us, enabling us to draw near to you, that you may draw near to us. Father, we thank you for people like Simeon and Anna, people who are unique in their ministry and their testimony in the scriptures. And we pray, Father, that we could learn from them. And also help us to learn from the details that fill in the gaps in Luke's gospel. We thank you for how you have given us all four gospels and how they work together to give us a comprehensive look at the life of Jesus Christ. Again, work in our hearts and our minds. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Once again, let's look at Luke chapter 2, and today we'll begin reading in verse 36. Luke writes, And there was a prophetess, Anna the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, serving night and day with fastings and prayers. At that very moment, she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of him to all those who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. So looking at the details that Luke gives in verse 36, the first thing we're told is that Anna was a prophetess. She was somebody who the Holy Spirit was upon, and she would prophesy concerning the things that the Lord made known to her. For many of us, that's a unique concept. We do not think of women as prophets, and yet God used men and women in the scriptures. We're also told that she was the daughter of Phanuel, and she was of the tribe of Asher. In other words, the Lord is giving us details about this woman. She is a historical figure. She is somebody who's real. She did have a ministry, and God takes note of that ministry here in the Scripture. Even after Jesus Christ has lived his life, died on the cross, was buried and resurrected, ascended into heaven, as Luke researched, delved into the details of the life of Jesus Christ and all that happened, these details come out probably from Mary. This woman stood out. And then we're told that she was advanced in years. She was old, probably in her 80s. We get that from verse 37. So she was advanced in years. And she had been married at one time, and she had been married to her husband for seven years, which means in all likelihood that he died after seven years. We're not told that she had any children or that she didn't. But in verse 37, Luke writes, After her husband had died, 
she remained a widow to the age of 84. I'm assuming at the age of 84 she died. So we have all of these details about this individual. Unique details. We don't have this much information about Simeon, but we have it about Anna. I believe God wants us to know that a woman has a place in this entire story. We have shepherds, we have magi later on, we have Simeon, and we have Anna, along with, lest we forget, the unborn child, John the Baptist. All of these are giving testimony to the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, along with the holy angels. And then we're told in verse 37, she never left the temple. Now that's outstanding. That's unique. She never left the temple. She is somebody who had a ministry as a prophetess, and she was in the temple all the time. She was serving in the temple night and day with fastings and prayers. She was a devout woman. She was faithful to the Lord. and She was looking for the consolation of the redemption of Jerusalem. We get that from verse 38. So she's in the temple, never leaving, serving night and day with fastings and prayers. This woman was dedicated to serving God in every way that she could. No wonder God's Spirit was upon her. And then in verse 38, we're told, At that very moment she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of him, of the Lord Jesus Christ, to all those who are looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. She proclaimed, she preached that Jesus Christ had come to all who would listen, to all those who are looking for God's redemption of Jerusalem, God's delivering of Jerusalem. There were people in Jesus' day who had held fast and were desiring God to move in their midst. So she is giving thanks to God that the Savior has come. And she is testifying afterwards, like the shepherds, of all that she had seen, what she had witnessed. We have over and over again, in the beginning of Luke's gospel, this ongoing witness, this ongoing testimony that Jesus Christ has come. God wants the world to know his Savior has come into the world. Now he wants us to be telling everyone that not only has he come, but that he's died on the cross, was buried, resurrected, all for our sins and for our redemption, and he's coming again. We need to testify. We need to prophesy that the Lord is coming again. And then in verse 39, we are told, When they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, Mary and Joseph returned to Galilee to their own city of Nazareth. The child continued to grow and become strong, increasing in wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now what we have here, and most of us might recognize this, is we have a gap. We have a gap in verse 38 to verse 39 that Luke doesn't fill. In that gap, we have the story of the Magi, and we have God working in Joseph's mind through a dream to take Jesus for his safety into Egypt and then bring him back. So the assumption that we make as we read verse 39 is, when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. After they performed everything according to the law, They in all likelihood went back to Bethlehem where they were staying because Jesus is only eight days old. The Magi have not come. They did not have a place to stay in Bethlehem. And so in all likelihood, they go back to Bethlehem. They find a place to live there temporarily. 
and the Magi come. And then the Magi visit the Lord Jesus. Herod wants to seek Jesus to destroy him. The angel speaks to Joseph in a dream, and Jesus goes to Egypt until those who want him dead are gone. And then through a dream, an angel brings Joseph back to Galilee, back to Nazareth, what we see in verse 39. So we have to be very, very careful when we study God's word to make sure that we study all of God's word and fill in the gaps. We cannot look to each gospel or just one of the gospels to give us the complete picture. That's why we have four in our scriptures. And so we're told that after he returned to his own city of Nazareth, probably sometime after he was two or three years old, the child continued to grow. Jesus continued to grow and become strong. Probably he was growing strong physically. He was a healthy, strong child, but also became strong emotionally and strong of character. It's emphasized he was increasing in wisdom. That's a unique thing to say about a child, a child who has not yet reached the age of 12, as we'll see in our next study. But he was increasing in wisdom. Jesus had a unique intellect, a unique way of thinking, and the grace of God was upon him. God's enabling power was in Jesus, touching his life and influencing him as a child. And we can expect that. And that's something that we might anticipate because he is the son of God. And then we don't hear anything more about Jesus until he's 12 years old. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. It's an interesting beginning. The details are profound. God wanted people to know that his son had come into the world, that his promise was being fulfilled. A Messiah has come. And yet for all of the testimony and all of the witnesses by these individuals, and then John the baptizer, the forerunner of Christ, and the disciples, people continued to miss the Messiah. They did not recognize him as the Messiah. Eventually, he's crucified by God's design for our salvation. It's an amazing beginning. And remember, Mary kept all of these things and pondered them, treasured them in her heart. Praise the Lord for that. She's probably Luke's primary source at this point. Father, we thank you for the witnesses. We thank you for their testimony, for their faithfulness. And we thank you for Luke and his faithfulness in seeking to understand and record these things for us. Now, Father, may we also See the Lord Jesus Christ through faith, trust in him, follow him, and then testify to his presence in our lives and in the world in his soon return. Give us wisdom and give us courage in our faith. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.